Hey, my name is Kelsey, and this is When I Grow Up, a podcast all about the lessons we would tell our younger selves, plus the stories of everyday people in their extraordinary lives. Get ready for some real, honest conversations about life, business, and mindset, all to help you get inspired and ready to take on the world. Whether you're starting a business, growing your empire, or seeking inspiration, I welcome you to the podcast. So pour a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and get ready for today's episode of When I Grow Up. Hello, welcome to another episode on the podcast. Today, we are jumping in right off the bat, right off the gate, because I'm fired up, people, and I want to help you out. I have a crazy story for you, and then I have some tips to help you implement a big lesson I learned from this story. So if you're new here, welcome. Some things are shifting. I just got to be transparent and honest with you. Some things are shifting. We're going to change the name. We're doubling, tripling down on the intention of this podcast, and you're going to notice some shifts in how we have it set up, in how we talk on here, in how long we talk on here. At the end of the day, we just want to help you take action on your goals. That's why we're here. And I just wanted to remind you to keep an eye out for some really awesome upcoming changes. The best way to stay in touch, in the know with all of that would be to probably follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Marie Knudsen on Instagram, or you could go to my website. It's myname.com. All that to say, hello, hi, why don't we jump on into the story I have for you today? And then the extra... I don't know, tidbits, pieces of advice, nuggets that I'm excited to share with you. So the story is this. I was recently, as in, I think it was January, I was in Canada with my business coach flying back home. Don't ask me why, but from Eastern Canada, ended up in North Carolina for a couple hours. So what do I do? I post up at the whiskey bar because it's me. And I literally signed a client at a bar in a North Carolina airport. Which is wild because of a number of things. But the main one being, there's no way this person would have found me on Instagram. No offense. Just I know he's not even on the platform. Had he Googled me, searched my website, there was just no other connection than us physically being in the same place, same time. So it's pretty wild. I was able to go from stranger to signed client at an airport bar. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because I listened to him talk and he started talking about opening a business, a coffee shop. I don't know if you know this. I have lots of experience in the coffee industry. I've actually helped open multiple coffee shops. So I kind of, you know, maybe sat up a little bit taller, maybe reached over and was like, hey, I want to hear more about this coffee shop. I actually have a lot of experience in that world. Like, let's chat about it. And the more he started talking, the more I realized I could help him solve his problems. And so I pitched him right then and there. He asked for a business card, gave him a card. We had a consultation call the next week, bada bing, bada boom. He's opened a coffee shop and I helped him from across the country, which is crazy. And I share this story with you because I believe you can do this too. And I think the reason, the crux, the the reason this all worked out is one, obviously I had to ask. I had to put myself in the situation. I had to engage with him, talk to him, all that stuff. But separate of that, I had a clear pitch that made sense for the situation. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I wanted to open with that story because this is living, breathing proof that having a pitch that you can tailor depending on what room you're in is so important and so necessary for running a business. Because if I had come at him and just said, you know, yeah, I'm a business coach. I help small businesses and I didn't elaborate or tailor it to his industry. I don't think it would have stuck as much. And I'm going to equip you today with the tools you need to better communicate what you do. Because here's the truth. 
If you're having a problem getting dream clients, if you are maybe not as busy as you would like to be, odds are you're not talking about the thing enough. And if you're not talking about it enough, one of the reasons could be maybe you don't know how to talk about it. So that's what we're going to help you with today. So here's the thing. We're going to break it down into two different segments, if you will. First of all, we're going to talk about pitching in person when you're talking to random people, because I think that is a different type of pitch. And then we're going to talk about your digital, your online pitch. Sound good? Okay. Before we keep going, I just want to take a second to pause here and ask for a huge favor. If you're listening to this and you're finding this content valuable, will you please do me the honor of leaving a review on Apple? That would help us a ton, especially as we're rebranding, retransitioning some things here. It would mean the world. And truly, if it's helpful for you, the best way to get it out there would be to share it with people that you care about too. I would really deeply appreciate it. Okay. Enough of that little business. Let's move right into pitching in person. Let's get our mindset right with that. When you were doing that, I picture like you're in line at Target about to do checkout or you're like me at a bar in North Carolina airport and you have seconds, you have a very short amount of time to communicate what you do. Your mindset going into that opportunity, A, should be like, hey, this is an opportunity to communicate what I do. And even if this person isn't my target audience, maybe they know someone who is. And the quicker I can get them to understand what I do, the quicker this could potentially progress into some kind of business relationship. So have that in the back of your head. When you're in these in-person situations, and especially when you are around people who do not understand your industry or really are familiar with you as a person, then this is going to be so helpful for you. So first of all, know how, I guess I would say, know how to communicate to these people effectively in a, and again, that end goal is really clear. It's to get them to quickly understand what you do. That's it. That's all we're doing. We're not talking about the digital stuff yet because that goal is different. So the way I break this down, I recently did a training with my communities, both of them, on this exact topic. And I broke it down into three simple steps. The first one is this. You're going to communicate your industry. And this is not the time to be cute. In certain rooms, if people ask what I do, I would say I'm a CEO coach, especially if it's like chamber of commerce, small business, uh, women networking groups. I say CEO coach because what I really do is I come alongside the CEO and that is what I help with. So I use that term in that room. However, guy at the bar in North Carolina, random lady in the Target checkout line, she's not going to know what that is. He's not going to know what that is. So I use business coach or consultant and back to knowing your room it depends. Some rooms I say consultant. I think when I met this person at the airport, I'm pretty sure I said consultant. The people I was around were all men. They were all very kind of business savvy and entrepreneurial. And I don't know for sure, but my guess would be 40s plus. So because of all those different factors, I use the term consultant and it gives a little bit more credibility to what I do. So industry, that's the first piece of the puzzle. What industry are you in? I am a hairstylist. I am a photographer. I am a wedding planner. Okay. Makes sense. Then the second piece of the puzzle is going to be an analogy. And when I teach this, there's two different types of people. There's people who love it and they live in analogy land and they get it. And they're like, yes, this is so fun. And there's people who really struggle with this and people who struggle. I think what they often try to do is they confuse, listen to this, they confuse analogy with a tagline and they're different. So when you're thinking of an analogy, You're thinking of a real world example that most people will understand that showcases what you do. So one more time, it's something outside of your industry. 
Does that make sense? So when you are outside of your industry, you're thinking really big picture, really basic, uh, really broad. What is an example, a real world example that kind of communicates what you do for people? Does that make sense? I think a lot of people get super hung up on this one and they go onto these tailspins where all of a sudden they're coming up with all these cute taglines and that's not the point. The analogy is simply to shorten the gap of understanding, right? It's a way for them to be like, well, I don't understand business consulting, but I do understand that and that makes sense to me and that's the end goal with it. And then the third step, so we got industry, then analogy, and then the third step is you're going to communicate what problems or or solutions you help them with. And again, this is like a this is like a sentence, maybe two. I'm going to read you mine so you can hear it. But this is really short, snappy. And again, this is your in-person. You're in a random room with a mix of people. You don't know if people really understand your industry. This is how you're going to communicate it. Hi, my name is Kelsey. I'm a business coach. I like to say it's kind of like I'm a football coach and my clients are quarterbacks and I'm just trying to help them to lead their team to a victory. That is what I do. I basically help business owners increase the revenue while decreasing the stress and headaches of running a business. So that's how I would communicate what I do in that kind of broad target, just quick elevator pitch setting. That's what I would say. Now, you may be like, okay, well, that's great, but I can't put that on my website. And you would be right. And I've had this aha recently when we were just teaching this a couple of weeks ago. It's because these are two different pitches. This first pitch is I want everyone to understand what I do. So even if the person I'm talking to isn't a business owner, odds are they probably know one. And maybe in my quick little pitch that I give them, they're able to be like, oh, you know what? My sister Sally actually is struggling with her business. I would love to connect you to her. Like that is the goal with this, right? So you need to have two different mindsets with these pitches. And I think that's where a lot of people can get stuck because they try to take their Instagram bio and regurgitate it in person. And that's when you see like the eyes glaze over. I've seen it happen so many times where people are pitching and either they make up terms for what they do that people don't understand, or they start to rattle off their resume, or they start to talk about themselves a lot and that they've lost the person. And so the goal here is to be really efficient in this communication. Wrap that up to remind you again, this is that in-person, that quick elevator pitch and you're going to break it up into three sections. What industry are you in? What's an analogy or a real life example? Another one I use often, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. So depending on the room, sometimes I'll say like, you know, it's like I'm Dumbledore and I work with the Harry Potters. I'm not the main character. I'm not the one running around fighting the bad guys. Like I just help guide the business owner to make decisions and save the day. So that's another analogy that I'll use. And then again, you need to know those problems or solutions that you provide at the end that are clear, concise, and make sense for your business. And once you have that big picture, your kind of broad strokes, your in-person pitch, I think it's really important to create a digital pitch or something that's going to be online. And this is the aha I kind of teased earlier. Your in-person broad elevator pitch is getting everyone to understand what you do. Your digital pitch, which is your Instagram bio, it's the copy or the words on your website. It's how you write in your captions. It's all of the digital parts of your business. This is when you're trying to be specific. This is when you are trying to actively connect with your target audience. So now are you understanding why it's so important to have both of these kind of ready to go? Because there's different scenarios for each of them. I think of it kind of like a digital pitch is like building a spider web. Okay. Obviously, if you visualize a spider web, 
the end goal would be to get that target client to land right in the middle of the spider web. But maybe your newsletter, maybe your Pinterest, maybe your podcast, if you're listening to this, is that like outer edge of the spider web. And then it's me, my job as the business owner to come to you and start to nurture our relationship. No like and trust factor. This sounds terrible because I'm realizing now that I'm eating you in this scenario. But I think that makes sense, right? Like just because the target client doesn't land in the middle of the spider web and immediately buy from you doesn't mean it, it's a failure. It also means if you're building the spider web, again, online, I'm picturing the web is online. If your target audience is a fly and they fly past the spider web, then you missed that opportunity. But that's okay because maybe they weren't your target client. So this online crazy analogy I just pulled out of nowhere is basically to communicate that this is where you are specific. And the first piece of this puzzle is for you to know exactly who you're trying to speak to. And I know firsthand this can be really intimidating. I think as I was leading this workshop, watching people who struggled, a lot of them were in this mindset of, well, what I do is so obvious that it's for everybody. And sure, technically, I'll use example of hair because, again, it's a world I know well. Technically, yes. Could you cut everybody's hair? Sure. Like everyone needs a haircut. But the way you do it, your personality, your approach to it, the products that you use, the end result that you give, the specialties that you have, your life experience, how you communicate people. Are you a high quality stylist or are you really efficient? Are you really efficient or are you cheap? Are you in a good location? What are those different parts of business that make you unique? That's actually what makes you different. And that actually is weeding people out in a good way. It's supposed to. And I think you're just not in touch with it. So the first thing I would do for this kind of digital pitch is really get laser focused, crystal clear on who that ideal person is. It's going to make it a lot easier because the words you use on your website, on your Instagram bio, in your newsletter, all of that, they're not for you. They are to attract that dream client. And so I'm going to tell you mine, and then I want you to really think about yours and ultimately go write this out. Let me know how it goes, but I'm going to tell you mine first. So you heard my in-person kind of generic pitch earlier. This is my digital pitch, or if I were to DM someone or if someone were to hop on my website and click on the about page, this is what they're going to find like first sentence. My name is Kelsey. I am a CEO coach helping six to seven figure service-based business owners increase revenue, reach, or team. And then I would go into how I do that for people. You can see it, it lands different. It reads different. However, if someone's not a business owner, they may not know six to seven figure. If they are product-based business, that's different. And what's interesting is I actually have worked with product-based businesses, but the copy I use, the the words I use, the way I communicate what I do, I really speak the service-based lingo. And for a product-based company, if I'm able to help them, I'm still able to help them. So the point being, I'm not alienating people. I'm just speaking directly to who I'm trying to attract in my marketing. So as you're thinking of this online version of your pitch, I want you to think of A, who that ideal client is. Get super laser focused on that. I want you to get as specific as possible. And then I want you to communicate what you do for them. So I could say something like, I help people work less and make more. Well, what does that mean? I got to say, I used to do that. I used to say, I help people work less and make more. And I realized it was not specific enough. It didn't evoke enough emotion for people. But when I say increase revenue, reach or team, that's truly what I do. I help people make more money. 
I help them get their message out there, get their product or their service or their brand out there, or I help them grow their team. Sometimes I do all three. And all of it starts with the business owner. So you can see here how if done right can do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. And I said earlier, when I met that guy at the airport, he would have never landed on my website and booked me. And I can tell you exactly why. It's because my messaging here is not targeting him. He wouldn't know what a CEO coach is. He is not a six to seven figure business. He is not wanting to increase reach revenue or team. He's just wanting to get his business open. But I was still able to help him. Okay, real talk. When I wake up in the morning, I am not the person who needs to hurry up and eat breakfast. However, I am the person who's going to make a cup of coffee. And I have found if I put collagen in my coffee, A, I just feel better. B, I get a little bit more protein and some calories in right off the day. And ultimately, it's been so helpful in my productivity in the morning. So I wanted to tell you about it. I'm currently using First Form's chocolate flavor. It's my favorite. And it's been a great tool in just getting my day off on the right foot, making sure I'm getting some protein in. And honestly, it makes it taste good. I have it linked in my show notes if you're interested. Just thought I would share because it's been helpful for me too. So that's what's unique about this scenario. And that's why I wanted to bring this story to you and these tips to you, because I think sometimes we get so stuck in our own way and communicating what we do and how we can help people that we are not able to act quickly on our feet. And maybe we miss opportunities because we do that. And my goal here is to help you not miss those opportunities if you want them. Now, I'll also say this. Again, he was not my ideal client. However, coffee is a huge passion of mine. If you're opening a coffee shop, I will definitely want to help you. If you're opening a hair salon or a spa or a lash studio or a nail bar, something in the beauty industry, I definitely want to help you because I deeply understand those industries. Any other business starting off, probably not going to be a fit. So I know that about myself because these are industries I deeply understand and I'm passionate about. And that's why I took the project on. That's why I even approached him in the first place. And I'm really glad that I did. It ended up being a really fun project and makes for a really cool story too. So again, as you're listening to this episode, I want you to think about your pitch and I want you to think about it from those two perspectives. Have one ready to go that's broad, generic, but genuine to who you are, that someone who has no clue about your industry can quickly understand what you do and why you do it, and then have one that's more specific, tailored, and laser-focused so that way your online presence really starts to attract in those dream clients. I can tell you right now, the way you know it's working, the people commenting on your posts, the people DMing you, the people responding to your emails, if those people are your dream clients, your marketing is working. And then it's up to you to follow up with all of them. However, if you're posting content and you are not getting any feedback or the feedback you're getting is not from your ideal people, there's something amiss. And I think oftentimes we we really don't think of it from that perspective. We put content out for content's sake because we feel quote unquote obligated to and we don't really have the intention behind what we're doing. And the last story I'll kind of give to just tie all of this up is I have a client who recently launched her services online and she's in the health space. She could really break up and talk about a lot of different aspects of health because we all know it's more than just your movement. It's your mindset, it's nutrition, it's your morning routine, your eat, all that stuff. Like there's a lot to it. What we recently did is we just strategized what's the intention for the month. So we actually just mapped out all of her April. What is she intending to focus on for the month? That way, all the content she's doing is speaking to actually one person, and then she's going to rotate that. 
So as you're thinking about this, you're thinking about the pitch, think of that one person. Maybe this is something that you revisit once or twice a year just to make sure you're still on the mark. But at the end of the day, I really feel like this exercise is going to be incredibly valuable for you. And the next step, what do you do from here? Where do you go from here? Is the one that's not fun. It's the one that's not easy. It's the one where you just got to go do it. And I want to invite you to share in that journey. I don't know if you know this, but I've actually created an online community specifically for this. It's called the Get Shit Done Club. You can find us on Facebook or click on the link in our notes. And the intent is all of that. We talk all things about morning routine. I grab my coffee and collagen and we just have a little coffee chat every week. I have check-ins. The podcast actually drops there before anywhere else. It's been a really cool thing. And I would absolutely love to see you inside of our community. I see it as like a way to listen to the podcast and like come hang out and talk about it. Like this is the place we come hang out and talk about it. And we get you to do it because at the end of the day, accountability is so important, so necessary. And I feel like there was a place where that needed to happen. So that's why I built the community. I hope you're listening to this episode. You're getting value out of it. And I just want to encourage you to not hide behind your industry. Last thing I'm going to say, do not hide behind your industry. You are bigger than that. What I mean by this is people who minimize what they do. Oh, I just do hair. Oh, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Oh, I'm just a wedding photographer. I'm just. You are bigger than that. I really encourage you to come up with a clear but authentic answer that you can pull out of your pocket anytime someone asks you what you do. Having that prepared and ready to go is going to make it easier. And I think that first step of just getting pen to paper is going to be the best thing you can do after listening to this episode. And who knows? Maybe you listen to this, you implement these things, and maybe you can land your next client in an airport too. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. And that's a wrap. Thank you for hanging out on this week's episode of When I Grow Up with your host, Kelsey, aka me. As always, I love what I do, and it's because of you. Be sure to check out the website, kelseymarieknutson.com slash podcast for today's show notes. And don't forget to leave a review on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. That's all for now. Catch you next time on When I Grow Up.